Thank you, Laura. US former President Donald Trump spent almost four hours on the witness stand in a civil fraud trial in a Manhattan federal courthouse yesterday. The judge has already ruled that the Trump organization committed fraud, and this trial is to determine the penalties. Before his testimony, Trump spoke to reporters and attacked the New York prosecutors who brought the case against him, calling them political operatives. It's a very sad situation for our country. We shouldn't have this. This is for third world countries. And it's very unfair. It's very unfair. But in the meantime, the people of the country understand it. They see it. And they don't like it. They don't like it. Because it's uh, political warfare, as you would call it, or political warfare. Well, listening to that was Washington-based reporter Simon Marks. Simon, welcome to the show. What were Trump's key arguments beyond that rambling? Well, I mean, essentially, Georgina, mostly his key argument was that rambling uh, that you heard there outside the courtroom. But he actually brought it into the courtroom to the great fury of the judge at various points during his time uh, on the witness stand, because the judge argued that Donald Trump was attempting to turn the courtroom itself into the stage for essentially the speeches that he makes at his political rallies. This is all a sham. It's political interference. It's aimed at derailing his efforts to seek formal more years in the Oval Office. But in terms of the substance uh, that was discussed during that pretty tense uh, four hours, uh, Donald Trump at times appeared to acknowledge that he had played a role, uh, at least in uh, weighing in from time to time uh, to some of the valuations of his properties that were submitted as uh, collateral to support applications for loans. Remember, the state of New York's case here is that Donald Trump and his business empire overinflated the value of their assets in order to attract loans at favourable rates. Donald Trump said, uh, I would look at them, speaking about the valuations, I would see them and I would maybe on occasion have some suggestions. Now, that's obviously uh, a phrase that uh, requires interpretation, but the interpretation that the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, who's bringing this case, places on it, is that Donald Trump is essentially confirming that he put his thumb on the scale uh, and uh, fiddled some of the valuations that were offered to banks. But Mm. uh, Donald Trump equally defended himself by saying that he's being accused here uh, of a victimless crime. The banks, he said, all got paid back their loans in full. He maintains that the banks not only aren't complaining uh, about the way in which he treated them, but he even suggested that uh, at least uh, some of them maybe be willing to take the witness stand uh, in his defence. So there were definitely elements of the testimony uh, that cut both ways, some of it in favour uh, of the state that is bringing this civil lawsuit, but some of it also uh, supporting Donald Trump's claim that this is persecution because essentially he's being pursued for a victimless crime. Mm. And I mean, as we've as we've noted, he repeatedly clashed with the judge. Uh, he has uh, not only talked about this political witch hunt or law Warfare, as he calls it. Uh, but he's also a levelled personal attacks at, at members of, of, of the courtroom. Isn't this contempt of court and what would be the usual sanction for disrespecting court officials in this way and ignoring a gagging order? 
Uh, well, there's no question that he could have damaged himself uh, further through some of his antics in the court yesterday, and certainly the judge in the case, uh, who at various points uh, was re reportedly eye-rolling, looking at the sky as Donald Trump in, uh, engaged in these ad hominem attacks against uh, Letitia James, the Attorney General. He called her a political hack. He turned his fire on uh, the chief prosecutor, who was asking questions of Donald Trump, saying that he ought to be ashamed of himself uh, and also criticised the judge for having uh, prejudged the outcome of this case by uh, earlier uh, having uh, ruled that Donald Trump and his business organisation uh, committed fraud, uh, which is why this is essentially the penalty phase of all of this, as the uh, state of New York seeks $250 million in uh, retribution uh, and also wants to bar Donald Trump, his sons uh, and other uh, members of his uh, inner circle from ever doing business in the state of New York again. So the stakes here are very high, but they're also high uh, in terms of Donald Trump's conduct. There are gag orders that have already put in, put, been put in place to try and prevent uh, Donald Trump and his lawyers from attacking uh, the judge and the judge's uh, clerk. Uh, and there were moments during yesterday's testimony when Donald Trump's lawyers uh, seemed to be asking for guidance from the judge in the case about precisely how far they could go and how far their defendant could go. Uh, and at one point, the judge, in some frustration, said, um, he can attack me, but I just want him to answer the question because the judge was getting increasingly frustrated that Donald Trump was seeking to run out the clock by uh, engaging in political statements and essentially using the court as a political rally. There are possibilities that set further sanctions can be taken uh, against Donald Trump, but this is not a criminal case. Uh, so the rules governing it are different. The judge is allowed to make what, he, what, is, what is known as a negative inference uh, from from, uh, for example, Donald Trump's failure to answer questions, but the precise rules governing the sanctions that he can face are more complex than they would be if this was a straightforward criminal trial, because it's a it's a civil action being brought against him. But do the rules still apply then for ignoring gagging orders? I mean, is there p the possibility that he could be jailed for that? Would anybody else be under these circumstances? Well, I think jail is perhaps a bit of a stretch. Uh, his own lawyers yesterday argued, as they put it, that as the former president and soon to be next chief executive of the United States, Donald Trump should be given some kind of leeway. But certainly there are the possibility uh, of fines being levelled against Donald Trump, uh, of the judge making those negative inferences. Uh, and really, the judge in the case is particularly focused on constraining Donald Trump from engaging in personal attacks against the court staff uh, because he's done that previously on social media and in uh, remarks and speeches that he's made uh, and there is some evidence that the judge's efforts uh, to try and uh, constrain Donald Trump have worked to a degree to the point that when there was a break in proceedings uh, for lunch on Monday Donald Trump emerging from the courtroom uh, strolled past the cameras gathered outside it and uh, made the sign that he was zipping his lip uh, and that he wasn't going at that moment to engage in any kind of back and forth because the testimony was still underway and it seems that perhaps in that regard the lawyers just for once on his side had been able to invade him to try and control some of his outbursts. Simon, thank you very much indeed. That's Simon Marks there. And this is The Briefing on Monocle Radio.